week on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. We were breaking down the Lions game per usual. Another loss to the Lions, dropped them to 3-3 three three on the season. Kind of surprising to all of us here on the show. Break down how they gave up 52 points of that defense that was supposedly getting better. And then we'll move into Michigan and Michigan State per usual. Both teams get the win uh, this past weekend. Both have big games kind of coming up here for them. In the future, we'll predict what is going to happen with them. And then we go into the MLB playoffs, keep following those series. Right now, the Cubs and the Yankees are both down, but kind of trying to make a push to come back. We'll, we'll predict if they can do that or not. And then we'll go into the Red Wings and Pistons and kind of talk about the start to both their season. The Red Wings starting off very hot with the Pistons kind of start with the Pistons starting here soon. We will predict what team will be better by the end of the season, what team has more chance by making the playoffs. And then we'll uh, end with our usual stud and dud. All that and more on the Sportsmanlike content. And hello and welcome in everybody to another episode of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. I am your host, Andy McDonald, and I am joined by my usual co-host, Evan Petzold. Evan, how are we doing? Doing good, doing good. We got uh, a new guest back with us. Yeah, we, we, excited. We, we have Lonzo fun. Ball on the show with us here oh, today. Come on. <laughs> what now? We got, I, we got I Dylan Getz. I deserve a better in- introduction than that. We got come Dylan Getz to my left. He's back on the podcast here yeah, for an episode. Um, Elena, yeah, Elena decided to go watch her uh, favorite favorite player, Dwayne Wade, uh, tonight. Go yeah. uh, go watch that opening game. I can't. That's a great game. She man. ditched you guys for Dwayne Wade. How bad do you feel? Honestly, I. I I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, no, you probably don't feel bad at all because I'm back. Yeah, know, so. yeah, yeah. It kind of weighs itself out. We have the goat really. back oh, on the no. podcast. Oh, no. It kind of weighs itself out. Yeah. Here we go. It kind of weighs itself out a little bit. So Well, hopefully we'll, we'll everything okay. goes well for her. Um, yeah, at the end of the night, hopefully your team can get the win there. Um, but other than that, we're going to be talking a lot of sports here today. There's a lot going on. It's kind of the part of the year where the sports kind of start to intermingle a little bit. So we have a lot to cover, and we'll try to get it all to you here in, in the next hour or so. Um, talking about... The Lions and Saints to uh, start it off here. And uh, Evan, I know for sure that we thought they were going to win. Dylan, I don't know where you were at with that. Yeah, I thought they were going to win. I I thought that the Saints, there's no way this team was good enough to be able to do what they did to that defense. I I know they have a powerful offense, but 52 points is absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to go through the full summary of this one because it literally was one of the craziest games. I I listened to a majority of my radio because I was actually driving. And mm-hmm. I, I just kept listening to Jim Brandstad or their uh, side announcer. Just kept going. If you would have, you know, sat down and said, "This is how this football game's going to go," I would have said you were absolutely crazy. Just <laughs> Everyone would have said that. Fi- oh, yeah. Fifteen deflected balls for Matt Stafford by the end of that <laughs> yeah. game. Fifteen deflected balls. I mean, and three of them got picked off. All three of his interceptions had a deflection involved with it. So, I mean, and, the, and obviously the fumble by the end zone. Just, just a lot of mistakes were made in that game. Um, all the way up and down. It, the five turnovers for the Lions is what kind of sticks out. The Saints had three themselves, so eight turnovers total in a game. It's a sloppy-played game, but still some others, 52 points put up. The Lions looked like all of a sudden they were going to make, like, the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL Man, there. what a he- oh, <laughs> when they what started a to score. Like, you, you know, you came into the game, you're thinking they're going to win since the Saints' defense is so bad. You're like, okay, Stafford's going to play. He's a little banged up, but, like, you think they're going to be able to pull it off. And then they, they let the Saints ring ring up 52 points and Stafford just right away right off the bat uh you know fumbled the ball in the end zone oh that was terrible it was just such a disappointment too because you know later on you you finally change the channel back to the Lions thinking oh now they're gonna come back and it gets a little bit close and they really really screw it up that time oh it was so disappointing yeah I mean Marvin Jones got the touchdown then all of a sudden it was fouls both over 20 yard touchdowns big plays and then Agnew had that punt return for a touchdown i think everybody's everybody's like oh my gosh like here we go this is actually going to happen right now and then it got really real with about six minutes left when ashawn robinson had the interception return for a touchdown Mm -hmm. he's been playing good this year but that that was a big that was a big play for him to be able to get it back in the game and then the lions stafford another deflected ball (laughs) a pick six kind of puts the game away and that's when you knew that they were going to lose but man it really looked like they're going to come back i mean they won the second half at 28 to 21 in points totals but Mm. They let him come back. Stafford overall in the day, not very good. 25 of 52. 312 yards is a lot, but three touchdowns and three interceptions kind of, I mean, evens each other out by the end, especially one of them was a pick six. Actually, I think two were in this game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. but um, And then, I, I, once again, we've talked about it, the running game pretty much non-existent yeah where I mean, was it yeah exactly right. i mean 54 yards from abdullah but the other side i mean i have played against them in every fantasy league this week so uh didn't make me happy mark ingram <laughs> 25 carries 114 yards and a couple of touchdowns so he killed it and killed me um but other than that uh golden tate had a good day receiving that, that was good to see but now he's hurt and probably doubtful to come back yeah. he kind of got crack backed 
Um, I one of his, yeah, and he was hurt and just out and done. So Mm -hmm. he's doubtful to play this week. We'll see when he's able to get back in their lineup. That's a big loss for them because they like having Stafford likes having all those options. It's not going to be good to lose. Yeah, I think the 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 glaring, you know, disappointment that every fan has seen since like the first couple weeks, and it's only gotten worse as we go on. It's gotten more proficient and stuff, but like somebody fix the offensive line, please. Oh my god, please. Like, how have they not sat that left tackle? For like the third string guy by now. Oh, Stafford's gonna be done soon. Oh yeah, he's gonna be he, done. Well, like I, I, saw, I don't know how he I made it through the game. I saw a tweet earlier today that said he was like on pace to be the most sacked quarterback like in all of football ever. The last three weeks, and, it's been a total of uh, I think it's sixteen oh, stacks yeah. right now. And, and last week was five. Last time so. it was like two thousand nine when they had like John Kitna. So it was Detroit once again. You know, just bad offensive lines, but like that's unbelievable. He's, he's yeah, but. But you got to respect Stafford for staying out there, though. I mean, he got his yeah. money, he got paid. Like that guy's a gamer. Oh, yeah, like, he straight up, care. he wants oh, to yeah. win in Detroit. I no, can, I, I can I, see that every time. I don't think plays. that's ever been a question with Matt Stafford, though. Like, dude's a dog. Like, it's just impressive. Be, it's just yeah. impressive to watch. Yeah, but it's just it just sucks that he he can't get any help out there. Like, no. <laughs> okay, he, sometimes he like it, when it when it when he was standing in the end zone and he ended up fumbling when he went to throw, like it was like the first touchdown of the game. He probably stayed a little long, but then again, like. I saw a picture where it was like all the same, you know, like the coverage, and there wasn't really that. Yeah, anybody to throw its coverage sack, yeah, essentially. Yeah. It, yeah, pretty much. Like the it was a defense, like a team sack, <laughs> you know. So it, it gets to that just, point where it's just ridiculous. But nevertheless, the offense ends up putting up 38 points. I think what we really need to talk about here is the defense. Like what happened, Evan? I'll, oh, I'll start with you. Like where where does the team have 237 yards combined between uh, Kamara and Ingram on the ground? In this game, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. Like, where was the defense? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. they were just Maybe. doing. I mean, they were, they weren't doing anything right. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, they were doing everything wrong, and they just, I, I don't know. It was rough. It was just <laughs> well, bad. Yeah, it was Haloti just bad Nada in general. Haloti Nada uh, was injured during yeah. this game, and you know, they they felt that loss, of course. Even though he is like. 40 years old. Yeah. I exactly. thought he was going to retire, and then he came to the Lions. I mean, so. really, it wasn't even Drew Brees that beat him that much. I mean, the guy only had 186 yeah. yards. He threw a couple of picks. He wasn't he wasn't perfect in this game by any means. That defense so was the coverage small. was still there. It was just they were getting literally run over by a team that hasn't been running the ball that well. Now, they did get rid of Adrian Peterson. We saw what he did in Arizona this past weekend. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like he was a big part of their offense. Ingram wasn't really getting it going this whole season for him. Kamara was kind of actually like a, a surprise rookie that's been playing really good so far. But – well, my, I mean, well my, my whole my whole thing was shut down Drew Brees and you win the game because coming in the game, if I'm not mistaken, Brees didn't throw an interception all season before coming into this one. Oh, no, yeah. And that so, was your point I mean, that was my week. point. My point was, you know, you shut down Drew Brees and, and you're good and you, you got the game in the bag, but I guess you got to remember the run game too because Mark Ingram, he's dangerous. Yeah, us CMU, CMU kids, we kind of forget about the run game every once in a while, right? <laughs> forget Uh-oh. about it lately, watching 342 <laughs> yards get piled up against yeah. them, and they only got 62 last weekend. Yeah. But that's another story. What is uh, what is good for the Lions, I guess, right now is they do have a bye week, so whatever's going on with Tate, he will have more time to be able to maybe heal and come back, mm, and they have time to maybe regroup because right now they're 3-3. Three and three. Well, you speak about good things for the Lions. How about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, that really helped this, them. Out. That was something I, was I think that's the I think I think that's to. the best thing that happened for the Lions on Sunday. hundred yeah, percent. I think that's the best thing that happened for the Lions. Is, honestly, like it, there there was nothing good that happened in that game. I'll tell you what, like that's <laughs> exactly my point. It sucks if you're a Lions fan though, because if you do win the division this year, what are you going to hear after the entire season? Rodgers was Aaron out. Rodgers wasn't was there. Out. He didn't yeah. play. Blah, blah, blah. There's an asterisk next to your division win. Uh-huh. And I'm not even going to say the Lions are necessarily just going to win it because I no. think when Sam Bradford comes back, the Vikings are a team that could easily get oh, up there yeah. and take I it. I heard too. like Teddy Bridgewater is almost ready too. Yeah, so he's always coming saying, back. Yeah. Yeah. And the so, Packers like, are sticking with uh, their backup quarterback. Can't think of his name right now. They're not going to sign Kaepernick or anybody like mm-hmm. that. I was watching something. I was watching Stephen A. talk about that on ESPN today. They're they're apparently not going to go with any other quarterback. They're just going to run it with their backup. Well, their backup some no name, right? Yeah, yeah, like some absolute no name. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. but the Packers yeah. have done that for the longest time. Like, even when, like, I used to be a Brett Favre fan, like, way mm-hmm. back when I didn't know, you know, I just didn't want to be a Lions fan because, like, my parents were. I was like, you know, I'm a rebel. You know? <laughs> but anyway, anyway, like, they did that with Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, he turned out. So, yeah. I mean, maybe that, something like that happens. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers was a little bit more prominent by then than whoever they got backing him up now. But. Well, the Lions just can't get a Matt Flynn repeat. Oh, yeah. That's, that's no, yeah, exactly. You can. It's Brett Hundley that's backing him up yeah, right Brett now. Hundley. And, yeah, he, he didn't have a good first game. I mean, he threw for 157 yards, but they're already losing by a lot, and he couldn't get any drives to be sustained consistently. Ty Montgomery's battling all those injuries right now, mm-hmm. and they're trying to find their way back. They're a banged-up team. I mean, the Vikings – 
where literally it seemed like they were hurting a Green Bay player every possession that they were yeah. on the field. Like, literally just another injury after another injury, uh, and you really can't do anything about that. Yeah, I, saw, I saw, I think it was Nick Wright talking this morning on ESPN, saying the Packers went from, like, being, like, a Super Bowl-caliber team mm-hmm. to, like, a team that might not be able to, like, will struggle to win games. Oh, 100%. And that is exactly <laughs> right. Like, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is unbelievably talented. And he means the world of that team. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Their defense is below is average. They, they don't have – I mean, they have a skill set around them. The receivers are good, like Jordy Nelson, Randall yeah, Cobb. Yeah, receivers are good. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams looks like one of the, like, upcoming receivers right now. It's going to be good for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. But – I mean, it just showed the effect that it has in their offense. Cobb was held the catch to, uh, until, like, the fourth quarter. It was the first time he's able to make one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just Well, receivers options. can only do so much. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, right. the ball's got to get yeah. there. So. Right, right. So. Exactly. Overall, it hurts them. And, and the Lions will see those Packers in a couple of weeks. But first, it is going to be the Steelers um, after the bye week. They're coming off a huge win against Kansas City. I, I mean, the way that the Steelers have played so far this year, I thought no way with the way that Kansas City's mm-hmm. going, they are going to win that game. And they were able to go get the job done on the road and, and get a win out of there. It's huge for that division. Um, they're they're going to play again this week, but the Lions will see them in a couple of weeks. It's a night game on NBC. It's Sunday Night Football. It's going to be a big one. It's at home. It's in Detroit. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of games that right now, I mean, if the Lions wouldn't have put themselves back with a couple of losses that they probably could have won. I mean, the Saints are definitely a team they should have beaten. Yep. I know the Panthers have been good, but when it's at home, I mean, Carson Wentz went into Carolina and beat the the Panthers on Thursday Night Football. So you can't tell me that if Matt Stafford's, you know, that much better of a quarterback, that he should have been able to get the job done against them right. and put up a, a few more points. But nevertheless, what do you guys see What do you guys see coming here when the Steelers come to town? Well, I just think it's the best-case scenario for the Lions that they have their bye week. Yeah. I mean, that's so nice for them. They're going to have Glover Quinn, Golden Tate, TJ Lang, and even Stafford. They're just going to get time to recover. I mean, not sure, you know, Quinn or if Tate are going to come back, but they still get time to recover, and, and the Lions are going to see where they're at. But – I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Roethlisberger plays. I think he's a, obviously a huge part of their offense. You know, I think if he can throw the ball effectively, Steelers got a pretty good chance. But if he continues to struggle like he kind of has this season, I think they fall off the tracks. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you, want, you want a prediction or no? You can. You want yeah, a, go all right, sure. prediction. I'm going to go Lions 35, Steelers 21. Okay. Okay. Wow, yeah, I was kind wow, of th- okay. I was kind of thinking the same thing though with about Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Like if he stops thinking about retirement and just like focuses, <laughs> you know, like this team could be could end up being, you know, really good. ending the season really really well. I think Le'Veon Bell is playing. Antonio Brown doesn't take a step back. You guys see that touchdown oh, he scored yeah. on, on oh, Sunday? No, by no oh, means. Oh, my <laughs> He's goodness, He's never taken a step back. He caught that ball off with a flexion of the one hand. I think he just froze both the receivers because he actually mm-hmm. had the concentration yeah. to be able to still hang on to it. It was yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah, that, like, was, the, that was unbelievable. What, but – I think I think it's gonna be kind of like the Panthers game earlier this season, how it was kind of close and they kind of came back right at the end. But I think it's gonna be like Lions are gonna be like the Panthers. You know, I think that the Steelers are gonna they're gonna Lions are gonna make a little lead. Steelers are gonna try to come back late in the fourth quarter, but won't be able to. I'm gonna say maybe 30 to 26. Okay. So kind of similar, kind of. Uh, that's, that's what I think. What do you think, Andy? The Lions, they haven't gotten blown out this year. So that's one thing that I will say. I don't think there's any way they come out in this game. I, I think that they hang around the entire game. But I go the Steelers in this one. I, I've been picking the Lions the past couple of weeks, and, and they've started to lose my faith again. I don't I don't know if they are that good of a team. I predict them to go 7-9 and nine coming into the season. Mm-hmm. So right now they're leaning back towards that team. And, I mean, they got a couple of tough games coming up with the Steelers and Packers that are really going to – I mean, I, I know that Aaron Rodgers isn't mm-hmm. there anymore, but at Lambeau was never an easy thing for Detroit. So – those two games are going to be big deciders, but I think that this game, this is going to be too much of a big magnitude game, and I don't think the Lions are going to be able to hang on to it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 27-20. I think that the Steelers hang on. Lions try to get a last second drive, but can't quite get it. So, yeah, that, that's where I'll be. We'll probably take a little break from yeah. that one next week. Let's just, uh, let's just pray that something doesn't happen against like what happened against the Falcons. Okay, because yeah, I don't want, call. I don't oh, want to get God. up and celebrate. <laughs> and then it be taken away, and you know the whole rest of my day is ruined. The whole rest of my week. Until next Sunday. Exactly. When yeah. they lose again. <laughs> you know, no, I'd it's, rather lose by, like, eight points and do it the right way than lose right. by the, you know, the BS that went I down lo- on that night. I love the city of Detroit, so I'll always cheer for the Lions and hope that they can win. <laughs> but, man, I, I've never been able to let myself get too attached to them. I just oh. can't do it. They lose too much. So we'll see where they're at. We'll, we'll figure it out when we get back here. But let's move into college football now on that landscape. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Michigan State this time. Um they were able to get the job done against uh, Minnesota, a team that really uh, the fighting PJ Flex, the uh, rowing the boat, ski ma, whatever you want to say. They're not they're not getting the job done right now in the Big Ten Conference. They're 0 three so far this year, three and three. 
um, overall. But Michigan State, all of a sudden, is a team that's three and on the conference, five and one, and they were. I mean, they let Minnesota get back in this game late, um, but they really did have control of it the whole way. I mean, there was a, a couple late touchdowns there uh, that uh, Croft threw to Johnson, both of them were to Tyler Johnson for the touchdowns, but. Overall, Michigan State had the game. Uh, they just kind of had to close it out and take a couple knees at the end after Minnesota couldn't get the onside kick. Um, three turnovers again for Michigan State. I know it's something we've been talking about in the past. They didn't do that against Michigan. They did do it against teams before that. And uh, one of the biggest reasons they lost in Notre Dame by as much as they did was because of their turnovers. Um, mm-hmm. But yet again, uh, you look at it, Brian Lewerke, he's still Mr. Average. I mean, 9 out of 18, <laughs> 120 yards and a pick. That's that's nothing yeah. to write home about. I think the uh, the difference in this game was – obviously the running backs because LJ Scott LJ finally Scott, showed and he's how good that he is you know he's back like where I, was I he hope, a week ago oh, where I, was he the you know he was my key to the before game before the season you know <laughs> yeah and plus it was like that rainy day so you know that you know that running backs are gonna have a day but let's hope he can keep up what he's doing right now because he's he's fun to watch and I'm sure if if he has a good rest of the season like they're only gonna you know they're only gonna benefit from it so is Lewerke, too. So. Well, with, with Scott, I mean, they said that he was out with a minor injury against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I, I almost wonder, what if he was in that game? Like, how much of an, an how much of an effect would that well, have played on the game? Well, they still have a running back in the I mean, they, they've, they have a good they, set. They, they got guys, but yeah. I mean, you add another one to that, I just wonder how that would have shaken things up. Obviously, Honestly. that happened in the past, so we don't really need to get too deep into <laughs> that. But, that. But no, yeah. but no, he, he had a game, man. 25 carries, 194 yards, two touchdowns, also a reception for 26 yards. I mean, that, that's just the kind of game that you want out of your running back. Madre sure. London, 16 carries, 74 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the running backs really did carry this mm-hmm. team. And I, and I said from the beginning of the season, too, that, you know, Lewerke, he's only going to be able to do so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll have games where he throws really well and he runs really well. And this was a game where he really didn't do either Not really right. well. Yeah. Uh, nothing super I mean, impressive. I mean, the stats say at 194 yards, 25 carries, two touchdowns for Scott. That's just putting the team yeah. in your back, which is what I expected to see against Michigan, but that minor injury keeping him out. It didn't, didn't matter. Michigan State still ran the ball better. But mm-hmm. before that, the past two games, Brian Lewerke was their leading rusher. So they right. needed someone else to step in there and be able to, to do this. And L.J. Scott's got to be the guy. Are you kidding me? I mean, he's he's been mm-hmm. – he was the guy all last year. He was the guy that, uh, you know, kind of punched Who's every team in the mouth that he played. Yeah. yeah. So that – it was surprising to me to not see him play against Michigan, but he comes back this week and has a has a really good game. Um, so just overall in the game, uh, what, do you, what do you guys – what do you guys think about Michigan State from games like this? They have a couple more uh, not – not as difficult games, I guess you could say, for they got to play the big boys in like Penn State and Ohio State. They got Indiana, Northwestern coming up. I mean, obviously Indiana gave Michigan all their money, all that they could handle this past Saturday. But mm-hmm. where do you guys think Michigan State's at right now? Like, where is this team going to go? From I mean, if this team's going to win, they're going to stop turning the ball over. Um, re- real realistically, I think turnovers and penalties are going to kill them uh, the rest of the season if, if they choose to continue down that path. Mm-hmm. They didn't get penalized a lot against Minnesota, but as far as I mean, just the course of the season goes. They've been penalized probably more than they would like. And then turnovers, I mean, we've talked about it all year. It's It's been an issue for them. I think, you know, they correct those things. They, they got a pretty good shot. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be really interested to watch this team. I mean, they they might be a three-loss team at the end of the season mm-hmm. if they can get their stuff figured out. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see, but I'm super interested in this team. Yeah, I think, well, the the first question I asked after I saw how you know well of a game that LJ Scott asked, like, let's say the running backs keep doing what they've been doing. Um, or, of course, in this last game, you know, before that, the running backs weren't too well. But let's say Scott is back, and he's back for good, and he starts putting up numbers again. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess my question from there is, like, how far would, like, MSU be able to go? Let's say Lewerke, you know, he keeps getting better over these next couple games. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Penn State or Ohio – or not maybe not Penn State, but the Ohio State game is a lot closer than we might think down the I, road. I think we're not going to know until we get to that Penn State game, mm-hmm. though. I mean, you look at their next two opponents, Indiana and Northwestern. I mean, yeah, L.J. Scott, he should be able to run the ball, and, and if he is effective, great. But we'll see how he does, you know, against yeah. Penn State. As Colin Logson used to that's do pretty on the good. show with his Lee Corso figure. Not so fast, my friend. Not okay? so fast, oh, my yeah. friend. You watch out he for these next the two games. But it's, a, but it's a good question, though, because yeah. it's a question that you, you can't really answer right now. Mm. So it's something good to keep in the back I, yeah, of your mind. Yeah, it's just something I've been wondering about, you know, especially with them over the last couple of weeks. Like, <laughs> I really didn't think they were going to be Michigan, but now I think they're – I'm kind of seeing them as a better team than I did before the season starts, for sure. Well, I mean, it's it's everybody seeing Michigan is not as good of a team right now, which is very understandable. Right. But it's, you, it's kind of like you you look opposites. at yeah, exactly. And you look at the next two games against Indiana and Northwestern. Mark D'Antonio has never been a coach that gets his team to like look ahead by any means. They're a team mm-hmm. that is always well prepared and like comes out and plays the next game. Yeah, or it seemed to be that way, but 
be careful. A game in Northwestern, I, I don't I don't care if it's Northwestern that Pat Fitzgerald's a good coach. He's been known to be able to get wins like that in the past against Big Ten teams that are better than him to be able to get wins. So be mm-hmm. careful there. Don't don't look over that. The Indiana team, they can play offense. I know they didn't mm-hmm. have as much, but Michigan's defense is still very, very good. They're a they're a Big Ten championship caliber defense. They don't have, they don't have the other side. That's yeah. the problem. But like that's why like in that game, Indiana only had twenty total points, but look what they were able to do to Michigan's game or Michigan's defense in the last four minutes of that game. I mean, exactly. to me, that that says something about Indiana. They they, they can play when the when it counts. Well, I just think if you're playing against Michigan State, you got to shut the run game down and, and force Lewerke to make plays. And if you can do that, hopefully, it makes a few mistakes and you can capitalize. That that's mm-hmm. that's going to be what Indiana has to do if they want to get the win. Hundred percent. That that's where it is with Michigan State right now. They make mistakes. They can maybe beat themselves. But other than that, mm-hmm. they're 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 a team that's just playing with what they got and doing the best job they possibly can with it to get enough wins. But mm-hmm. um, against Indiana, do you guys you guys think wins? Yeah, oh, I, I think yeah. I think Michigan State wins. Uh, it's gonna be a close one though. I think Michigan State twenty one, Indiana twenty. Got it real mm, close. Yeah, it is homecoming for Michigan State too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I definitely do think they're gonna win. I think it's gonna be maybe like twenty eight fourteen. I think they're gonna have a little bit of a lead. But where was CMU's up. boost on homecoming? Oh man, CMU's boost <laughs> on homecoming. What came from the Rockets offense? I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's a little Rockets. Yeah, that game. was something. Yeah, yeah, was watching boost. that whole game, I got soaked for no reason. You guys, <laughs> no I got soaked. Everybody got soaked for no reason. Yeah, we went outside. I mean, oh, that's all. Hey, I mean, you guys are getting paid though. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. At the end of the day, it all works out. Yeah. But in, in, in the end, I, I definitely get the win too, especially at home. Um, if it was on the road, maybe a little bit different of a story. But I, at home, Michigan State's not gonna blow that game. I don't think. Mm-hmm. By any means, but let's move over to the other team the state uh michigan they get the job done i I think right now the way that uh i saw what nick Baumgartner wrote this week and saying that a win's a win and no michigan fan should be upset about that i think it's 100 percent true because right now with where this team's at you just gotta start counting your wins because they got a lot of tough team they got a lot of tough teams left in the schedule and i'm not sure they're gonna be able to beat them all by any means but 27 20 they get the win uh the game started kind of i mean <laughs> Again, with what they've been doing in the past, Quinn Ordine gets a field goal for three points, then he kicks another field goal later. Michigan can't capitalize when they do get down the field. Um, and then Higdon, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Where did this guy come from? Like, You want to talk about running backs that played good oh, this God. past weekend. Oh, my gosh. Just Tron every – yeah, yeah. Absolutely Michigan outstanding Michigan and Michigan State's running backs just went off this weekend. Phenomenal. Higdon, Higdon looked crazy. Like <laughs> but, He was all over the place just making people miss. And He gets that first touchdown oh. for 12 yards, bounced right out to the left side, mm-hmm. ran right across the pile. It was beautiful play but then uh you know there's, there's a couple uh mistakes by michigan <laughs> a couple i should say a lot 16 penalties this weekend on michigan it's two straight weeks now where i can go back and i can look and i can say against michigan state they were out coached bad play calling 100 mm-hmm. percent against michigan state's the reason they lost that game and then you come into this game and they make 16 penalties those are both things that you can kind of have in a way fall back on the coaching staff for not having your team prepared slash disciplined so Either way you look at it, it's kind of their mistakes. Uh, Michigan looked like they're going to run away at this game um, when Higdon had his, his another touchdown, ran 59 yards right up the middle of the field, and kind of just split right open for him like the Red Sea. He scored a touchdown there. It was e- easy as that. <laughs> he didn't like my analogy no, of the Red I Sea. No, I love that. That's why, was, that's why I laughed. It was funny. They, they, they got the touchdown easy there, and then it kind of looked like the game was just going to you know go to an end because Michigan's defense is playing so well, and this is the first time that I can knock Michigan's defense all season. They give up 10 points under four minutes. That's that's not acceptable. I don't care how bad that the offense played all game. I mean, you have a 10-point lead at the end of the game. If you're number one defense of the country, you're expected to hold that lead. They couldn't do it. Now, of course, in overtime, Higdon makes up for it. He looked like he was going to be tackled the line of scrimmage, bounces it outside, phenomenal run, goes 25 yards to the touchdown. And then, once again, in Bloomington, it comes down to an overtime at the goal line, and Michigan stops on four straight plays again. And I, I, that, that's what the defense makes up for it, I guess. When they get inside that yeah. 10-yard line, they're pretty damn tough to score on, and they, they weren't able to here. Michigan gets out of there with the win. Uh, the two turnovers for Indiana did hurt them, but Michigan kind of equaled it out, 16 penalties, like I said. Um, Michigan did find a way to get 329 total yards, but it's just about not putting the ball in the end zone again. What, what do you guys, what, what do you guys say about this game? I think you pretty much summed it up, summed it up with that last sentence. Like they were going down the field and kicking field goals like they have for the whole red zone, you know, rest of the season so far. Like Quinn Nordine, yeah, he's good and all, but you oh want touchdowns. God. When are they going to yeah. punch it in? Exactly. Like, when are they yeah. going to just? Yeah. Put it in the end, end zone. zone. Like, please, <laughs> yeah. like, somebody. On. I mean, yeah. I put it. I almost put an asterisk next to all the touchdowns. I mean, it's all just a. It's a play by Higdon. That's not going to happen against Penn State this next week. Well, here's mm-hmm. the thing. Here's the thing that really ticked me off is Higdon. One of his rushing touchdowns uh, went for 59 yards. John O'Corn only threw for 58 yards all game. That's, yeah. that's sad. It well, is. That's it's really, really sad. Bad. It is. Like, really and, 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 and it's not even. And it's not even like he didn't throw the ball that much. I mean, yeah, 10 for 20. That's not 
you know, a ton, a ton, but yeah. still enough chances. But he missed guys left and right. The one that I remember was Peoples Jones in the first quarter yep. missed him. That was a touchdown. Yep. You can't miss that. Got to have those plays. Michigan, a Michigan quarterback does not miss that. I just don't understand. That, I mean, you can't. I know Purdue isn't that good of a team. Indiana's defense by no means is any better. And he looked great against Purdue, and he looked like he had confidence in the way that he ended that game, those three straight touchdown drives. Looked like he was going to be a guy that could absolutely do it for him, and now it's just like he's lost everything. He well, doesn't know what the, he's doing out the there. The problem is against Purdue, he was just tossed into that. You know, he didn't, have to, he didn't have time to think about it. He didn't have time to worry about it or to – yeah. He, he just went out there and he just played. I think he just played mm-hmm. just the game of football instead of sitting there and thinking about it too much. And I think that's what he's done the last two weeks. Is just he, he, He's thinking about it too much. He needs to just go out there and just play catch and air it out or something. He needs to figure something out. Yeah, I think he definitely has to make a change no matter what it is for sure. But. And it's not like the offensive line was bad either. They gave him time to throw. The running <laughs> no, backs he said, he said did it, well. He blamed it on himself. You know, yeah. he re- reading this week, he said that, you know, it's my fault. I need to get better, and th- there's no other We'll see if that happens. It. We'll see if that happens. It, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like he makes plays like the one where he did drop it into People's Jones when he eluded the sack and rolled out to the right, and he somehow, mm-hmm. like, found the guy. Like I mean, it was a mm-hmm. perfect pass. Two defenders, like, right in his back. He makes those kind of plays, and then he just goes back to not be able to do anything. I feel like I'm watching Michigan football when Brady Hoke was still there, and Devin Gardner's running around the backfield, and he's getting yeah. lucky to find people at this point. Like that, that's what it seems like you're watching again, almost. Mm-hmm. With I mean, I, I don't care what anybody says. I still think if Wilton Spates in there, it's a, it's a different. I think he gets better as the season goes along, and I, I think Michigan's really starting to struggle and find out that that isn't. That they're missing that right now. They're missing mm-hmm. that leadership and experience. And I know that yeah. O'Corn has experience, but experience at Houston is a little bit different than experience in the Big Ten Conference. So, exactly. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it's just True. like, it's it's tough. So. They, they always say, you know, Houston breeds quarterbacks, but also Houston's opponents can't play defense. So <laughs> that's another reason why right there. But, breeds quarterback. That's yeah. nice. I like, I like that one. No, yeah, for sure. And I, co- coming into this Penn State game now, we, we look ahead to next week. I just want to ask one question to start. Who has more pressure in this game, okay? You got James Franklin, who's lost three straight times to Michigan. Hasn't beat them yet. But since Harbaugh's been there, they're ranked number two in the country. College game day is going to be there. It's going to be a big game. It's the, it's the night game of the week, everything. Is it him or is it Harbaugh that yeah. now has two straight games where he hasn't looked, you know, his coaching staff hasn't looked the greatest. They haven't played as well. And they need a kind of a big win to bounce back after the way they lost to Michigan State at home. I mean, really, who, who has more pressure on him in this game? I think on the national, you know, aspect, like, well, since college football game day is going to be going to be there and everything, mm-hmm. I think that if Penn State ends up losing, then it'll be big. But obviously in the state of Michigan, everybody's only worried about, you know, the Wolverine. So I think, <laughs> I think if put Harbaugh, yeah, I think if Harbaugh ends up beating Penn State or Penn State somehow, I mean, it, you know, he's done it before. But yeah. if, if they end up beating this team, Penn, this Penn State team, uh, I think there won't be anybody asking questions about when he was gonna figure out his coaching anymore. I think they'll fall back in love with him. Oh yeah, if they if they win this mm-hmm. game, no Michigan fan should be complaining anymore. Oh, no like, more. don't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that that would be. They would be nowhere in the right to be able to do that. This is this is such a tough game to win. Are you kidding me? White yeah. out. They're making it their absolute biggest game of the year, and they want to be Michigan more than they want to be anybody oh, in the schedule sure. right now, just by the way that it's going. Here's my thing. I think a lot of people. Uh, I think a lot of people forget about the past. I think right now. People realize Penn State's good. Mm-hmm. Barkley looks like he he's got a pretty good shot to win the Heisman. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't really really think too much. I don't think they think too much about you know the recent losses against Michigan. Yeah, maybe it's in the back of their head, but right now Michigan. I think and, that forty-nine to ten loss hurts them a little bit last year. Well, I think it hurts them, but I also think they're you both know, in there. I think Michigan struggling this season hurts them a lot too, though, and that's mm-hmm. that's happening right now in the present. Like Michigan obviously has clear issues, whereas and they're playing with mm-hmm. confidence. Whereas Penn State, they got all the confidence. They're rolling into this game. Is the number two seed. Yeah. I mean that that that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, I get I get your point though, Dylan. With, yeah. with it just kind of it kind of depends. I think like if you're following ESPN on Twitter and M- Michigan ends up winning this game, everybody's gonna blow up. But like yeah, you know nobody really other than the fact that they're number two in the country right now. Is that right? I think yeah, yeah, they they're are ranked number two in the country. So. I mean, we're just worried about. Are they really number the two though? Marines. Are they really the number two team in the country? They're a- they? they're on the AP poll. No, no, I know they are. I know that yeah. they're actually ranked there. Yeah. I'm asking you guys from yeah. a from a standpoint of just of just watching, who have they beat? Who else season? are you gonna put there? Though? I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it's tough to rank anybody maybe ahead of them, and they look so good because yeah. they have two top players in their backfield. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. wants to see that. Everybody wants to see a, a good quarterback and a good running back. 
I just look at it as I, I really think the Michigan's defense is going to hold them in this game a lot longer than people think that it's going to be. Like this, yeah. this whole I mean, this is the first time that Michigan has been favored this season. It's the first time that Jim Harbaugh has ever been a double-digit underdog. I, I mm-hmm. think that it, it has to hit these Michigan players a little bit, and they're going to come out and play hard. I don't think they're going to win the game, but you mentioned who they beat: Akron, Pitt, Georgia State, Iowa, Indiana, Northwestern. Mm. Yeah, no, and and, the, mm. and and really they should have lost to Iowa. They got a, la- a last-second right? play that, yeah. I mean, bailed them out. So you're Absolutely. saying you think this game's going to be a lot closer than people think? I mean, Michigan came in as, I think it was a 12-and-a-half-point underdog just because Michigan's going like this way that, and they're but, going that way. But this is where, yeah. I mean, people's seasons can turn. Look at the team that they're playing right now is the perfect example a season ago when Penn State was – blown out by Michigan and didn't look like they were going to be, beat anybody the rest of the year, then they come back and they win the Big Ten Conference. Listen, this is my thing. Like, why, why is Georgia not ranked number two? I mean, they've beaten Notre Dame, Mississippi State. Like, th- those are two pretty big wins. Yeah, and, big ones. But why are they not ranked number two? I don't get it. it, it Barkley, it's man. Tough. Yeah. I don't it, get it. I'm still AP people, man, I don't understand it a lot Barkley. sometimes. I, 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 question, I question, honestly, and th- this isn't any sort of bias at all, I question how – Michigan State just jumped Michigan this weekend because they beat a Minnesota team by three that hasn't won a game in conference at all. And Michigan, I mean, sure, they won in overtime, but both those games are, are pretty much equal to me. I, I don't really see how the AP just decides, okay, we're just going to drop Michigan two rankings. For that. Especially I was surprised yeah. because a big game coming up, I kind of figured that they would just kind of stay put where they were at. But Yeah, what are we, like six weeks into the college football yeah, season yeah, now? Yeah, college football this season now. So, like, I think it's been proved plenty of times that that AP poll is just garbage. Yeah, it's, it's other all than Other place. than Alabama's number one spot, like, come on. <laughs> Until the playoff poll comes out, nothing really, really yeah. matters anyways. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's, right. The AP poll has been forgotten ever since the college football playoff got put. Well, Alabama's gotten every first place vote um, <laughs> on, the, yeah. on the list. Nobody even voted Penn State, Georgia, any of those teams for, for first place. But it's it's mm, Alabama. That's because it's it's clearly it's Bama. Bama. Yeah. 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 Roll like, tide. What you, well, like, what do you Roll yell tide. last season when CMU wins three straight? We want Bama. It's just it's everybody just wants Bama across the country. It's just known that. Did you guys see the the sign on College Game Day for George Madison? Yeah, that was the sign of the week. It had a uh, uh, like their team beating whoever who was in the. I was North Dakota State who beat a team that was actually in the FBS, and it kept going back and forth until it said like Northwestern beat this team and another team beat Alabama. Therefore, George Madison over Alabama. I was, <laughs> I was laughing so hard. It was yeah. like the best sign of the week. That's funny. But it was. I was like, man, whoever would go back and take the time to figure that out and look at all those right. records has a lot of time in their hands. But pretty funny. That's a good tweet though. It's worth the tweet. Heck <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So what do you guys? Um, what do you guys got then for predictions on this one? Looking overall, I, I think Michigan loses this game in a, in a low-scoring game. I think it's kind of like the Iowa one. I think the Michigan loses around sixteen to ten, somewhere in that range. I think they get it. I think they get an offensive touchdown, but I think the offensive struggles continue and they can't find the end zone. Yeah, I got seventeen ten Penn State over Michigan, so about the same as you. Yeah, I think it's gonna be more like maybe hmm, I'm gonna say twenty one nine. Okay. Like Michigan, they can't score. They can't score. No, their offense isn't there right now, and, and until they can prove everybody else wrong, I, I don't I don't see why anyone would think they're gonna win this yeah. game. But moving on from that, we'll switch over real quick to some baseball. Um, we actually have a game going on right now. Uh, the Astros and Yankees, and the Astros just recently took a 3-0 to zero lead. So they're ahead in that series 2-1 to one right now. It's the sixth inning. It looks like they could be going up. Uh, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday, so one of the official results still tomorrow. But it looks mm-hmm. like they could go up 3-1. to one. And then um, the other series that we're looking at right now is the Cubs in L.A., and the Cubs were able to you know get that emotional win to end the last series. Um, and move on, and now they're down two nothing to the Dodgers, who was Evans Evans' team that I did not think was going to get the <laughs> yes, job sir. against the Diamondbacks. So they, they they have two commanding wins too: a five two win, a four to one win over the Cubs. Um, looking back though at the Yankees and Astros, it's not the same story. The Astros have escaped twice with a couple of one run games. Uh, obviously, uh, the Carrera hit to get Jose Altuve home was like absolutely insane. Slide past the plate to be able to get the walk off win. Then the Yankees come back last night and. Aaron Judge's court was in session, as they would yeah. say, and with their whole yeah, thumbs he, like, down thing. Yeah, he took that game over last night. I was reading about that man, late last night. He just, yeah, he willed him. He willed the Yankees that win. <laughs> in the past, when I've watched the Yankees in the playoffs, they haven't been a team that's really been able to feed off their home crowd's energy. They almost kind of disappoint. It hasn't been mm-hmm. that way this year. They've been absolutely dominant when it comes back home. But right now, they are struggling. They're losing the Astros three zero. But that eight to one win last night was big. Um, with the possibility of either being down three one or tying mm-hmm. the series up at two two. I mean, are the Astros simply too much? Are the Yankees going to be able to come back and ride that kind of power of Aaron Judd? They have, they have two more home games, including the one that they're in right now, if they're to win it. So, Yeah, I don't think. I mean, what did you say the score was right now? It's it was 3-0. Like 3-0 Astros. I, I think it's 
I think it's looking bleak for them. I don't even think the Yankees are honestly going to beat Cleveland. I don't think many people did. No, <laughs> I didn't either. I, I don't think anyone thought they were coming back like oh, that. No. <laughs> you want to talk about the joke starting oh, about yeah. the whole blowing the lead or whatever. I, I saw an official I'm Yankees so account glad, yeah. tweet, uh, like the final score for the Yankees and the team yeah. that blew the 2-0. I, yeah. I was dying at uh, that. Yeah, that was nice. I, <laughs> but yeah, I no, like and then that. I saw another one, too, on uh, Bleacher Report where it like showed the final yeah. score and then it showed LeBron at the Yankees hat laughing at his yeah. phone. That's the kind yeah. of stuff that makes me laugh. Yeah. But Evan, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think looking at this series – I do see the Yankees losing here uh, in this one. Obviously, down three nothing right now, but yeah. but I see them losing. But I mean, you look at you look at the next game coming up tomorrow, and you, I don't know. I mean, I think the Yankees got a chance. I think they're definitely a team that, that they got enough offensive power and, and talent um, to to maybe get you a win. They got Tanaka going, so I think they got a shot to win it there tomorrow. Yeah. But they're not going to win the series. They're yeah. not going to win the series yeah. though. They but need I, I think they. Today. 100%. They need to win today, yeah. Really, if yeah. they're going to win the series. And Tanaka, you, like you said, he's a great pitcher. They had Sonny Gray going today, but he wasn't able to get the job done. A couple of walks, allowed a couple mm-hmm. of runs. Mm-hmm. That's that's the kind of stuff you can't do. But, I mean, especially in the playoffs, it kind of just puts free base runners on. But, but. I, I think I think at home, you, you take one. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give, I'll give them tomorrow's game, but they don't win the series. They, I mean, they did get the win last night, but it's like that, that's why I think if they were to come back and win this game right now, I, I would pick the Yankees to win the series, to be completely honest. I think they can get the job done because – I think they win tomorrow. I don't think they lose tomorrow by any means with Tanaka out there on the hill. Yeah. But if they do lose today and they go down 3-1, Houston's too much, two, two games in a row at home. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any yeah. way that the Yankees are able to do that. Could they steal one from there? Possibly. But two, I don't know. They, they feed off that crowd. It's such a young team. Young mm-hmm. team on both sides. Really, really great matchup. I, I love watching it 100%. The young stars in baseball bringing it up right now, I think that's what's so, so great for the sport. It's why it's had more views the past couple seasons than it's had over the past mm-hmm. few years because all these young players are just coming out of nowhere. Shoot, yeah. Um, but, Aaron Judge, that's, that was incredible. Like this whole exactly. season, he was just the story of the whole season. So, like, he, he looks like the Bronx example. bomber. I mean, yeah. he's just he's that guy. Oh, Either and he's, way, and he's huge. Exactly, he's just giant. He yeah. literally fits in wearing ninety nine. He, he does he does everything yeah. right. He looks yeah. like the typical kid that was supposed to be that uh-huh. good. And he's making plays in the outfield too. A couple outstanding diving catches last night. One he had up against the wall, just <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> that, that's dude, always he barely let, even has to jump. Too. That's always yeah. good to see though, <laughs> yeah. out of a guy like that, someone that can make plays in the field too, because it gives you a, a level of respect for the fact that. Okay, yeah. he's not out here just hitting. hitting How many dingers. times do you watch power hitters that literally can't play a position in the field? <laughs> right, exactly. All the time. So it, yeah. that, the Yankees got an absolute gem there if he can keep that up. He has struggled this postseason, but he was big last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's how it goes a lot for players in the playoffs. But yeah. when you look at this Dodgers and uh, Cubs series, like what's going on with the Cubs? You know, they, all of a sudden they were a team that looked like they were gonna you know be able to bounce back with the riding the three game win streak and. They just let the Dodgers own them at home, which is, I mean, the Dodgers have struggled in the past, and these in these NLCSs, they haven't been able to get past and get to that World Series, even with all the amount mm-hmm. of players that they've bought and been able to put on these teams. They're kind of like what the Tigers were doing over the past few years or what the Yankees have always done in the past where they literally just had these insanely high payrolls just to get to the playoffs. That, that team's finally paying off right now. Comes back home for three straight games for the Cubs. Do they have a chance here? or No. No. Dodgers no. got it. No. I mean, the, the Dodgers have won five games in a row. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to fall off yeah, the tracks. Yeah. Plus, it's already, yeah, it, it, this has already happened once with Cleveland, like blowing mm-hmm. the two-zero lead. Like it can only happen once every. <laughs> it can only happen okay. so many times, right? Yeah, it yeah, can only right. happen so many times. Plus, like you know, the Cubs they had their fun. So we'll just leave it at that. We should have brought in Colin for this one. Uh, oh, God. His tweets been, about the Cubs this postseason He's been have so been, upset all, oh. all year, man. All summer, every time just I classic. saw the guy. When they, when they were not doing so good in the middle of the summer, he's like, oh, they'll, they'll come back. They'll be oh, okay. yeah, they'll be all right. Oh, Colin. But anyways, <laughs> you know, away yeah. from him, just in general, looking at the series, I don't think so either. I, I really believe it finally. I, I didn't believe it at first, but I really believe right now the Dodgers are finally for real this year. Um, I think they're going to be able to get the job, and they have plenty of pitching in that rotation. Um even with three games at home, you're down 2-0. I think that the Dodgers are at least going to take one of those games, which will give them a big enough lead to be able to pull away in the series. Yep. I mean, at Wrigley Field, it's it's not an easy place to win, man, because Cubs fans are absolutely insane. They will do anything yeah. for their team to win, and they will that, that stadium will be full and packed. So yeah, either nice. way, though, man, if you're a Cubs fan, you can't be too upset. You just got to be happy that your team's back and actually competing in the postseason again. What's the thing? Like, I, I know you're going to Wrigley um, and, and all that. And yeah, that's a great atmosphere to play in. That that's a crazy wild atmosphere to play in. But when push comes to shove, the Dodgers have the momentum right now. And until they lose that momentum, I think they just keep it and they're they're just gonna roll over the Cubs the rest of the way. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Hundred like, percent. There's what are they one like five straight? Right? Yeah. Five straight. Yeah, so like I don't think they're gonna have any problem finishing this one off. 
I mean, it, the Cubs will probably win, it, win one or two. Maybe both home games. I don't think it's going to get swapped. Yeah. Not with going back to Wrigley, but it, uh, either way, I don't think they're yeah. going to win. That would set up a Dodgers and Houston World Series, which is a, a pretty good one. Um, I, I, a, a team that's bought, like I said, with a lot of money, a lot more older players against a team that kind of just came up from their own farm system. Yeah. Be great to hey, watch. I would love it. Then LA would be having two championships because Lakers, you know, this year. Lots <laughs> oh, of ball. No, 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 no. He's bringing a ring home. I oh, mean, my goodness. That would be nuts if LA won. Obviously, both. he's winning the uh, NBA championships. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not Golden State's it's turn any dominance in that league. Finals MVP, baby. Moving on from the MLB now, since we know what is going to happen, we can get into a little bit of basketball here. But first, I do want to just say I'm shocked. That's, that, that's like the two words I can sum up with how the Detroit Red Wings have started the 2017-18 season because they're young, they're, they, they don't have much experience, they look like a worse team on paper than they even mm-hmm. were last year, and they have came out and played good. They're 4-2 and two so far. I mean, they did have a tough loss last night to um, the Lightning 3-2, to but regardless – Hendrick Zetterberg's playing like he's like 20 years old again. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the guy the guy has four assists, three goals. He had a heck of a night um, a couple nights ago against the Knights, um, mm-hmm. the, the new team. Um, but he honestly looked great. Um, and then so far this year, Mike Green, he's absolutely showing why the Red Wings got him and brought him over a couple of years ago, his offensive skill from the defensive position. He's got eight assists and a goal so far this year. The eight assists is what really sticks out to me. Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing like a uh, team who just got a big paycheck with a new new stadium should play. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think they're finally giving giving them a show in the new stadium. I so, mean, everybody wants to go anyway, but now that they're kind of what they're four and two, so mm-hmm. Jim, Jimmy Howard's three and one in the year. Yeah, like he's coming back to go, dad. Now you want to go even more? Selling Anthony, them tickets. Anthony Mantha playing outstanding this oh, year. A guy yeah. from my hometown, Grand Rapids, just watching him all the time. You know, growing up, I, I knew that this guy was going to be someone that was good eventually in the NHL. Yep. He's looked great so far. She's got three goals, four assists, and then you look at guys even like Justin Applicator, the Michigan State grad. He's been playing great so far this year. Two, three, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, across- Mona Shores, man. Uh, I, yeah, he lives across from, uh, well, one of my friends, his name is Andrew. He lives across the lake from him. Oh, my we, gosh, yeah, really? And, yeah, and we always see him, like, outside during the summers and stuff. And, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I used to watch uh, my buddies play hockey all the time, and I remember going to a playoff game, and I'm really sitting there, and Mona Shores was one of the teams I was playing on the ice, and I just looked down, like, I see Justin Advocators, like, sitting down there watching yeah. his team. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm like, what oh, the yeah. heck? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Comes to go back on to more stuff? Justin Applicator stories, I work at like the movie theater in Muskegon. Yeah, and he comes in, you know, like not Casually. I wouldn't say often, but just like everybody's like freaking out whenever he comes in. You That's know? crazy. Yeah, is it? Yeah. He seems like a really casual guy, oh, yeah. honestly. I've, I've like I've had a couple of my my uncles play golf and stuff, but enough talking about Justin Applicator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, the teams in general, the Red Wings have looked good. The Pistons, they start their season tomorrow night against the uh, Hornets. Finally, get some NBA basketball back in here. I think everybody's pretty excited for the season, uh, the start of the season. We'll get into that in a second um, here tonight. But the first couple games, you got the Hornets, Wizards, Knicks, 76ers, and Timberwolves. From what I know, those are games <laughs> that are pretty winnable. Um, yeah, th- those are teams that, that they have a, a chance to be able to beat. So, And the Pistons also look like a team that really should be able to get a playoff spot, I think, this season. When you have teams like the Pacers losing what they had, the Bulls lost everybody. I mean, like. Oh, the Bulls are going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. Did you hear what uh, one of the. What's the other. Lopez, Lopez. Brooke Lopez? No, no, no. no, Robin, Robin. Yeah, Robin Lopez. Robin. That was so funny. I was telling you about that. Yeah, he showed up to training camp. And, and says the reporters after the first you know day of training camp, wow, I'm wow. the best player here. Like <laughs> he's never been the best player. Wow, I'm the best player. Probably yeah, anywhere, dude. Yeah, I mean, probably like high, back, high school. Yeah, maybe like middle school. Maybe, middle like, school. Not okay. On the black top. You know? <laughs> when he wherever they're from. Yeah. When he shoots oh, around by goodness. himself, he's the yeah. best player out no, there. No, honestly, he's probably never been because his brother's always been better than mm, him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when would they not be playing together? So mm-hmm. guaranteed, he's probably this is the first time. <laughs> What is he like? Thirty now. First time he's ever been the best player on his team. That's unbelievable. Clap it up for him. The Bulls are going to be there. The point being is the Pistons really. The Pistons really have a chance to be a team that can actually make the playoffs. Whatever that means with LeBron Mm. James on your division, have fun. You're not going to probably win anything. (laughs) Oh yeah. But the fact they could get back to the playoffs after having a very disappointing season, in my opinion, last year. I thought they should have been a much better team. I mean, obviously the Reggie Jackson injuries are off the gate didn't help at all. But, you know, if he's back and healthy, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens they with were all like, that. They were, like, the disappointment of, I feel like, the whole season last year. Like, compared to, like, full-team disappointments, like, everybody, I think had, was them, too. everybody had them going, like, fifth or sixth seed in the playoffs. A lot like, of people before, liked Before them. the season started. That's what everybody like, thought. Yeah, they were one piece away from being, like, 
being like a team, a team that could really compete. Yeah, like the Hawks, like three years ago, who like went on those crazy runs and they were like a four or fifth seed. hundred percent. They were I mean, one piece, of, and, and then Stanley Johnson was beefing with LeBron in those like in that four game series two years ago, and everybody like that was when everybody kind of thought that you know they were going to be able to do it. That was the year that the Cavs won the won the title, but. Like the Pistons gave the Cavs the biggest fight. Yeah, ever, I, I, I can't tell you how many times. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times I heard that was the best four game sweep in like the history of the NBA. Yeah. Like the yeah. team that lost. Like, like they, they literally so competed well. with them in every oh. single game. And like they definitely should have won mm. one. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. But it was because they, it was because they uh, sagged off uh, <laughs> Kyrie Irving in that fourth game when he was like barely crossed the half court line and then you just shot with like that, right at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, I remember that, that like that it was yesterday. Ridiculous. That was just like, that basketball. was just one of those series where I mean you, you take a look at that and you just smile as a Pistons fan. You say, "Yeah, we lost, but we were supposed to lose." It, it's yeah. LeBron James, but I'm but <laughs> but you're also you also smile and you think like we're gonna be pretty darn good next year and then. Yeah. They and then they turn out and just and right now yeah. we're thinking the same thing. I mean, what what happens if the Pistons I don't think, struggle this? What if they what if they struggle this year? What happens? Like, I don't what? think they're going to be that much better necessarily. I just think that they literally don't have as much competition. I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think there's worse. no reason that they yeah. shouldn't. I'm saying right East now, is terrible. Yeah, if they is terrible. don't if they don't make the playoffs, I think that there should be a lot of question around that team oh, of like yeah. who, and I and no, I, I, I like Stan Van Gundy. I really don't want it to go that way, but. Man. No, I think for sure, like, if the season starts out kind of like it did last last time, I, we are kind of expecting a little bit of trade action to go down at the deadline, but I think it, I think if it takes the same shape that it did last year and they don't really get off to a good start at all, I think that there's no question that somebody needs to be traded, either Reggie or Andre, because that's who they, you know, build their team off of nowadays. I don't know anybody – I, I don't know how hopeful I am for any any NBA team that has Reggie Jackson as one of their you know critical pieces, but I think Avery Bradley is going to help him out. They gave up a starter, or well, two starters, KCP and Morris for him. Yeah. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm not There's a lot I'm of not, pressure on his shoulders. Right not now. as hopeful as I was for last season because they were, last season they were one you know starting piece away from yep. being a real good team. This season, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> I think they're going to be able to make playoffs for sure. If they get off to a good start, but if they end up selling, you know, half the team at, you know, before the All Star break, then obviously they they'll be bad. Yeah, I mean. One of the biggest things for them is, yeah, to get off on a nice start, but also they got to avoid losing streaks. That that's been the biggest thing for the Pistons is is they drop a game, then they drop four games in a row. Yeah, and that, yeah, that just kind of happens, you yeah. know. Yeah, they 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 go back and forth sometimes, win loss, win loss, but when they catch those losing streaks, that's when they really when yeah. they really get get screwed. So for I think. You got you got to have somebody that's able to step up. I, I think Bradley's that guy, mm. kind of a, as a as a team guy. Yeah, he's a, to bring the guys together and even, say like, all right, yeah, let's let's get our stuff together. Like the Celtics in past years, like he is a, like he he's a guy that will be able to do stuff for you guys for the for the team in the clutch. Like he's a hard nosed basketball player, and he you know especially on defense. He gives all his effort. At I've heard all that he fits time. like the Pistons memo. Like, oh yeah, he does. He's the like, type of player that you know, should be like bad well. boys. Like he would fit right in that team. Yeah, you know, exactly. Off the bench or something. Hey, they need someone like that to, yeah. to toughen them up because I'm sick of seeing Andre Drummond walk around the sideline pouting because he can't make a free throw. Yeah. Or what, hey, Reggie Jackson. Just I mean, even that, even that's the story. Hurt. This preseason too, he was what like 12 for 14 to start the preseason. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I just read something this morning that Stan Van Gundy's trying to use him as a facilitator of the offense. <laughs> So when Andre Drummond starts passing the ball, that's when those losing streaks start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let, it, let him play his game. Well, yeah. You guys signed him for a reason. Obviously, if you want him to be the big player, he needs to be this year. And he, he needs yeah. to take charge and be more of a leader, even if it isn't with his vocals because he's not a very loud guy, I don't think. Mm. I just think he needs to be at this play and needs to really step up. And, yeah, and it, it was really just like an effort issue with him like, yeah, last year. Yeah, like, 100%. Like when he, when he was running up and down the floor and grabbing all those boards, and he was getting, he was getting oops too from Ish Smith while he was at it. But <laughs> when he wasn't running around and you could tell he wasn't putting in effort, then he was bad. But if Andre Drummond puts in they didn't, puts in the work, you know, and plays with a lot of energy, then they won't have a problem getting off to a good start. So who has the better chance to make the playoffs this year? It's, it's so early. It's so early, but Wait, Red Wings and this Pistons. is your way too early prediction. It, 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 your, okay, it's way, way too, too early, early but prediction. you can call no, things no, right you, before the season. You gotta you, be wrong sometimes too. You know? here's, here's the thing: you gotta go Pistons on this one just because the level of competition we've been talking about it. Yeah, uh, it's it. I'm not saying Detroit's gonna do anything in the playoffs. I'm not saying yeah. they're gonna go anywhere, but I'm just saying uh, yeah. they got the best chance to to get in. I, believe. I mean, in the NBA, like the way it's formatted right now, like. 
you know, the third or fourth best team will be, it'll be like a successful season if they make like conference finals, mm-hmm. you know, because they they know you're yeah, not going to win the title. Yeah, exactly. So like this isn't, it's not bad. It, it's probably a successful season if the Pistons go from not making the playoffs at all to being like a six seed. Now like, what? Now what? What about what about what about an eight seed? Well, an eight seed on the other hand, they probably just slipped in. I don't know if they think of that as an eight like, seed. Not going anywhere. If they get a six or a fifth or something like that, yeah. they can maybe win a series. I mean, who I mean, knows? Yeah, I don't see this, this team like winning more than you know. It might be that <laughs> that eight seed, but I don't see them winning more than. Well, you can't you can't get the seventh or eighth seed if you're the Pistons. You can't. You're gonna lose right away if you get the seventh or eighth oh, seed. Oh yeah, and you already know that. So. Yeah, six, I guess, I mean, is what they got to shoot for. I'd rather have them get the eight seed than the seventh because then they'd be facing Celtics instead of Cavs. Tell you what, I, I think the Pistons are going to make the playoffs, but I also think the Red Wings are going to too. I don't think it's going to be either way. I think yeah. that these young guys are playing with a lot of confidence right now, and I think that I think they have some pride. I think last season they hurt a lot, um, and, and there's some guys that have been this team for a while. Mm-hmm. Now a, a couple of years they're still younger, but guys like Gustav Nyquist and Thomas Tatar, they have absolutely just been put down a lot and not – uh, been like given any props or yeah. anything for what they did when they first got there because they haven't been able to fill out what they're supposed to be able to do. I think that so far the way that they're playing this year is the way they're going to play all season. I think that in hockey you can get enough overtime games and enough points to be able to push yourself in the playoffs. I don't think it's necessarily going to be anything that's like super successful, but I think it's going to say a lot if this team can make the playoffs this year, and I really think they do. I think they slip into that 8th or 7th seed, but I definitely think the Pistons are the more likely team just because of what you said, Evan, and what we've all been saying. Mm-hmm. Um, about how literally the competition is just it's less. There's no reason that they yeah, should like be able to Yeah, like since the Pacers and Bulls dropped out like they did this year, like they should be. Able There's to no easily, reason. Yeah, no reason for the coach like Stan Van Gundy and the talent they still mm-hmm. have in that team to not be able to make the playoffs. Yeah, like so. the upper echelon teams in the NBA, they got better, but the the lower you know group of teams, which the Pistons are included in, they got a little worse. Worse. So I think it'll help them, help the Pistons for sure balance that out. Like even coming down the end of the season, say that it was like the Celtics and the Pistons matched up in a playoff series, oh, okay? Yeah. And the Celtics aren't the ones, like, they're two, Pistons are seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even think the Pistons are, like, dead to rights in that kind of a series. I think they have enough talent on the team to be able to play against a team like that. Yeah, and Avery Bradley would be telling them all of Brad Stevens plays anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, that'd be perfect. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be a great game yeah. just to watch that, that kind of go that down. Great series. That great But nevertheless, that, that's, that's where I think they'll be at. Let's finish it up now with our studs and duds of the week. Um, we'll start with the studs. I'll start with you, Dylan. So my stud... Actually, I, I made a I made a future call because our oh my goodness <laughs> our fantasy basketball league starts this week, of course. Really, so, you're going yes. here? Oh, I'm going there. <laughs> my stud is going to be myself. Of course, I'm the competition because I face Andy in week one, and that you know that's going to be an easy win to set the season. Oh my it's goodness! It's like a tune-up game. Oh you know? my goodness! Like is that exhibition match? Yeah, the only way the only way he's beating me if he's like App State and Michigan. So, like, <laughs> I I told I told I'm him earlier in the text this week. I told him earlier in the text week I'm staying humble. He said you can't be humble in fantasy sports. Well, so I said I said I'm being humble. I'm just gonna let my play talk. I'm oh, gonna yeah. I'm gonna let Kyrie Irving yeah, and uh, right. and Kevin Durant do a little bit of talking yeah, in my that's starting a lineup. Of so like, what like eight slots that we have players <laughs> in? So, yeah. We'll but see. We'll, we'll see how. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to you on that one. Whether whether uh, he oh, can yeah. he can uh, talk about it again or not. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll come back to we'll that. See. What's your stud? Evan, what's your stud? My stud, Adrian Peterson. I mean, wow. Someone yeah, should exactly, talk about that exactly. guy. I mean, I mean, looking at him with the Saints this year, four games, 27 carries, 81 yards. <laughs> and then with the Cardinals, one game, 27 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. All the Cardinals gave up was a draft pick. Oh, my goodness. And they got Adrian Peterson. Like, Not come on. bad. Not that, a bad well, trade. Well, and it's also crazy to think that, that was his last touchdown. That was the first touchdown. Um, only scored the Cardinals his first touchdown. It was uh, the first one he's had since the last regular season game of 2015. Like it's been a long wow. time, but like he's still yeah. he's still a guy. And I, I think this was a great performance for him. I only see I only see it going up for for Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I actually in one of my <laughs> fantasy football leagues. Somebody somebody asked me last week before this trade went down uh, for. Crap, who was it? Anyway, they wanted like one of my best players for Adrian Peterson. I was like, no, Adrian Peterson isn't getting any carries. Why would I do that? And now <laughs> I'm like, well, I should have done that. You know, like, what was I thinking? And it was David Johnson because they're saying he's going to come back at the end of the year now. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens when David Johnson comes back, how they like log that, and if it takes away from Adrian Peterson all. But man, if the guy keeps dominating, yeah. I mean, look how Carson Palmer played on. Like Sunday, from that effect, he was at. I think he completed like his first thirteen passes or something like that. He, he was looking <laughs> yeah. like a garbage can to start the season. So that's that huge difference. He definitely had a stud performance. Um, 
Mine this week is Justin Verlander. I'm, I'm going to go to the guy that came out of Detroit, and he had a huge decision to make. And I truly believe in my heart that it was not easy for him to like leave, but he knew that he had to go out and try to chase a World Series. And right now, this team now winning four to nothing, looking to go up three one the series. He had an absolutely huge game in the series over the past weekend. Nine innings pitched, five hits, one run earned, and that was it. It went to extra innings, so unfortunately he wasn't able to actually get tallied with a win. But nevertheless, 2-1 to one win, they, he, he helped them get the series done. He's been phenomenal since he has went over to the Astros this season. And he looks like the pitcher of old, and he's, he, he's over 35 years old. Like This guy, or 34, I should say, so he's not over 35, yeah. he's 34. But nevertheless, he's getting up there in age. Um just phenomenal performance, and I can't say enough about what he's been able to do since he went there. I'm rooting for him. I absolutely hope that they get to the World Series and they're able to win it this year with him because he deserves it. He's done everything in his power to be able to make this team win a World Series so far. So. It's so weird seeing them in anything but it. Oh, my God, dude. Like, it kills I've me never, every time. I've never watched a Detroit Tigers team without Justin Verlander. It hurts. It's still hurting me. It's still I, weird, for even, sure. It's still weird. Just, I always loved playing baseball when I was a kid, but I never even started watching baseball until 2006. Like, that was the first season I decided to start watching. And I was like, I just, I, I'm going to like the Tigers because I like every other team in Detroit. So I was like, I'm just going to start. Because right. they always sucked. They were, like, really, really bad, like, mm-hmm. in the early 2000s and everything. I mean, 2004 was, like, one of the worst seasons ever in MLB yeah. history from them. So when I started to watch him, he was the first guy. I mean, he was that rookie that just came out and, like, led him to the World Series along with Kenny Rogers and all those guys. So... It was heartbreaking for me to watch him go this year, but it's yeah. it's great to see him pitch him like he is now, and I really want him to get that ring. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go on to our duds. I'll go I'll go the other way. I'll go with you at first, Evan. Yes, yeah, so for my dud, I got Washington. Um, they were ranked number five at the time when they lost 13-7 to against Arizona State. Uh, just looking at Arizona State and the point total that they have allowed throughout the season, coming into that game at least, they gave up 31 against New Mexico State. 30 against San Diego State, 52 against Texas Tech, 35 against Oregon, and 34 against Stanford. Yet they hold Washington to seven points. I, I think that might be more of Washington's offense uh, struggling, really, than Arizona yeah. State's defense stepping up. I, I, that, it was, that's <laughs> yeah, just one of those wow, games where you kind of you just scratch your head. It's a scratch your head game. It's a scratch your head game. You're like, like, you're like, don't where, even know what to think about it. Like, like where did that come from? It was just bad. Yeah. It was just yeah. bad. <laughs> it was just bad, and that's why it's your dud. Exactly. Yeah. The performance. Yeah. Um, my dud this morning, I came up with it a few hours ago. <laughs> uh, came back from class, started doing some math homework, and I turned on ESPN, and Stephen A., you know Stephen A., he's on there. He's got like a cowboy, or not a cowboy hat on, but his cap jersey on and everything because they're in Cleveland today because, you know, season season open, NBA season open. Um <laughs> This dude says they're talking to one of the random guys. Oh yeah, they've been <laughs> talking on that all thing. Day. I was watching oh, earlier God. too. Yeah, that was three hours. <laughs> anyway, he he, that. he, uh, <laughs> he goes he turns and says uh, the Cavs and Warriors match up if you take KD and LeBron <laughs> off their teams, and I'm like, if the Warriors didn't have KD but they had everybody else, and the Cavs didn't have LeBron but they had the rest of the you know their their team, like it would be a blowout even worse than it was. Yeah. Even worse than it was, like, 4-1 to one in the finals last year. Yeah, 100%. Like, it'd be, oh, it'd be bad. They'd sweep them it wouldn't by, be like, close. 15 every every game. If you don't have LeBron James, it's not even uh, – oh. no. What, what yeah. Isaiah Thomas yeah, going to lead yeah. the charge? You I, take out – yeah, like, who, who does Cleveland have after that? Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. Uh, they have Warriors depth, have, but – Yeah, Warriors have Steph Curry, <laughs> Clay Thompson, who's still notable even though he he hasn't been – didn't have a Adam's huge role good, last yeah. year. But Draymond Green, Green? – Mm-hmm. Like, there's an argument that he's like the second best player on their team after. Dude, I take Sean Livingston over like half their players. Yeah, honestly, oh, yeah. Like, I take as, Sean as Livingston over over D Rose. Yeah, half the half the point guards yeah. in the league. I mean, ever want people would want him as a starter, but he's. Yeah. Just like, I mean, what it, what it would come down to, I guess, is who do you want, Isaiah Thomas and Dwayne Wade, or do you want Steph Curry and Clay Thompson? And obviously, you. <laughs> oh yeah. You got that's that's pretty much what it would yeah, come down plus, to. Plus, like the decider would be Draymond Green too, because mm-hmm. Kevin Love does not match up what in in any world. With Draymond Green, not like, at all. There's no way, and yeah. it, it, that, that's just a dumb statement. Wow, I didn't even. Oh like, uh, yeah, I didn't and even think about that. Like, because I looked up at, I just heard it. I was doing my math homework. Remember, I, I just heard it, and I looked up, and I was waiting for you know like a reaction because it, they did have like the loud, you know, like the, the yeah. live crowd, and everybody in the back background was just like whispering and shaking their heads. Like, did he really just say, <laughs> say that? that? Yeah, and it, they're in Cleveland too, so every, <laughs> you know nobody's gonna boo. Because yeah. they're thinking, oh yeah, we're even with them without LeBron. But like, but low key, everybody, everybody knew. Er, low key, everybody knew that. Like, what did he just say? Yeah. A lot like, of people in Cleveland know they're done after the season when yeah. he leaves. <laughs> when he gets yeah. up and goes to when he goes play and joins Lonzo. Lonzo. Yeah, exactly in L.A. or something. 
We'll oh, no. We'll see don't get him started on Lonzo. Don't get me started. We'll go for another hour. Oh, my goodness. Okay, <laughs> well, uh, my, my dud to end it is the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the former uh, runner-up in the Super Bowl, they had another uh, one of their blow-it games this past weekend. They gave up uh, 20 unanswered points to the – yeah, the Miami Dolphins. I, I, I don't even know like how to like put a respect on that. They're up seventeen to zero um, going into halftime, and they couldn't do anything in the second half. Matt Ryan just has not looked like the quarterback that he was last year. It kind of starting to look like he had a lucky season in a way, if I mm-hmm. will. Um, last season they had offensive stats that like no one's seen, but nevertheless, if I will, <laughs> yeah, if I will. I I don't want to offend nobody too much there, oh, but yeah. end of the day, uh, not not a very good performance uh, from Atlanta. They, they blow it to the fighting Jay Cutlers, so that's where we're at there. <laughs> like, think about that. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler yeah, came back and scored 20 unanswered points against Matt league, Ryan. Man, I'm tired of seeing Jay Cutler. I don't know, man. He, the, the dirtbag got himself a win there. Oh, but. he did. I think we need to wrap it up here, folks. That, that, that For Dylan, for Evan, I'm Andy. Thank you guys for listening on Sportsmanlike Conduct and keep following us on CM Life and CM Life Sports for any other updates and further uh, podcasts with this one. Thank you.